You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. And now, Side B. Before we move on to Childish, Marissa, was there anything else you wanted to say about Chappelle's set? Uh, I think two things. Um, I will give Dave Chappelle some credit. One of the things he mentioned is, as part of his I don't give a I don't give a uh, about it is that because uh, he was saying one of his rough times because he said I'm not afraid to make a rape joke. He only laughed at a rape joke one time or one thing, but um, he mentioned like he when he did a show and it was it no it was in Cleveland what was it it was in Ohio somewhere and there was like the Ohio serial oh, killers still going on. Yeah, what in was Cleveland. that Ohio? Cleveland. That's that's what Cleveland. The it was. Facebook killer or whatever it was. Fa- yes, and um, he's like. I made a joke and the person was still like out there. He's like, he could have been in the show. I don't know. But he's, he's like, they found him the next day as I knew they would, you know, making a joke out of it. And just some people thought it was too soon. And he kind of went on about that saying, I don't, I, I don't care. You know, I will make a joke about anything. I made it my first joke about nine 11 on nine 12. Like, kind of, so I do give him some credit that you no, know, for good or for bad, he's willing to address He's not going to say too 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 soon. Like he, he, making people talk about it. Um, the other thing he kind of wrapped up his comedy set with, which sounds not comedy, which contractually it wasn't, is um, he described uh, the death of Emmett Till, and he mentioned the the woman that had accused him of whistling and saying whatever about her, um, recanted uh, what she said on her deathbed, saying yes, it was a lie. So the whole accusation of this person terrible things happening to him. Um, it was a terrible thing, but and he had kind of had a callback to relating it to Trump and said he would relate it at the end. And he did is that sometimes something terrible, like this one person died and the mother, you know, having, having this open casket could lead to something good. And there's a catalyst for civil rights and positive change. And he said, he brought it back to now and Trump. So it, there was a hopeful moment of saying, you know, Trump's going to save the day. And what one person in like 6,000 people said, woohoo. And he's like, uh, uh, not by doing it himself. It was because hopefully people will band together and that kind of thing. So I did appreciate that. So it's not, he's not just, you know, cutting everybody down. Um, he did talk about things of today. So that was the second thing I just wanted to mention. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about real quick, just about childish. Um, Marissa, what were your expectations going in? Um, going into childish. Yeah. To his part of the, um, I should have done more homework, freshening myself up on old, Childish Gambino, um, but I but I knew I was more familiar with Awaken My Love because you play when you prep for the show you play more you know we'll play a certain album more around when it comes out or whatever. Um, so I didn't remember uh, because of the internet or, or camp album much at all. Um, We'd all like so, to forget camp. <laughs> there were, was it was. You want to talk, okay. There were, <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know what? We're gonna talk about this. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and if you so, if you listen yeah. to this show and you're one of these two, first of all, <laughs> I hate you. No, just kidding. Um, Marissa, what you- so I think yeah, this is so during the comedy show. There's people around you. Like I said, I made three friends. Now two of those friends are going to come. Uh, one friend did not make. They're behind us. You'll hear about them. Um, so I will say I will, I will say something else even before I talk about these other people. So audience behavior expectations. Um, during the comedy show, everyone sat down. There was the lower part. There was the mezzanines. Everybody sits. Now, this is a question you want you to all ask yourselves is when a when Charles Gambino came on, would you stand or would you sit? Mind you, you are about 10 rows back. Would you stand or would you sit? And there's still like seven more rows behind you. This was fine for Doc and I because everybody in our small swath of like 
three or four seats stayed seated in the mezzanine from like for like 10 rows but there was a small pocket to our right that decided to stand and then there was this guy that kind of looked like a Hannibal Burris type who sat who I'd shaken hands with uh, I forget his name he was lovely during the Golden Girls theme song make a friend time um and he got really upset and at first I didn't know what he was doing he stood up and like went to the girl two girls in front of him that were standing he went up in front of them to the two girls in front of them I think he had to do like six rows saying, please sit down, please sit down. We can't see. And they're kind of like, well, whatever. But eventually they did. So that worked itself out so Doc could see. And people to our left totally stood up for pretty much the whole concert, which I'm an old person. I'll admit it. I was like, I have a seat. I want to sit in it. I thank you for letting me sit. We all have a good view. Now, I'm also shorter. So if we stood, I would be at a disadvantage because there would be two larger guys in front of me, not in a flat you know, right in front of the stage kind of thing, but on a mezzanine where it's slightly angled. That's just a fun thing. Um, also, there was like a girlfriend, boyfriend to our left. Um, he's The boy was my friend later on, though we don't even know it because he said something to the guys behind us, which is the whole point of the story. There's a point. Um, <laughs> who were super stands on Childish Gambino. Like, yeah, I just so- kind of have, yeah, I kind of uh- have an inside voice. They kept talking like, so Armand, they, 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 they were definitely the kind of Childish Gambino fans who they, they were fans of camp. Super yeah. fans and of they, camp. And they, liked, and they liked because the internet, but you kind of get the sense that they feel he has, that he's sold he out. sold out yes. on Awaken My Love. And so they're sitting back there and they're just like talking in like a loud voice, like, play stuff from camp or whatever it was and oh then they were just shouting camp they shouted camp about 20 times as these were transitioning from one song to the other and finally my friend literally said next to me that that wasn't my friend before then i was like guys he said like a swear word like shut the f up because he can't hear you because you're about <laughs> you know like a hundred rows back in the mezzanine but they really believe the beliefs that like they could they could make it happen this you know it, it was kind of but it was I'd like to enjoy the show that I have, not the show that you want. And and if an artist chooses to like maybe only play new stuff, as the I think he had only done up until that point, yeah. maybe the fourth or fifth song, um, that's fine. That's what he's presenting to me. If he won't, only wants to do the newest album, fine. It, it, I have to feel like he's making choices for you know because he is the artist, and I have to respect that. You know, I'm, if they ask for hey. Anybody want to shout out a request? Then all 6,000 of us can shout out a request if we so want to. But did he ask for that? No. It was very annoying, but I did appreciate when they, they were quieted down. And also they quieted down after they got their two turned up songs, which they wanted anyway. So it all worked out so, for everybody. So, Armand, a couple, couple follow-up questions for you then based off of that. Number one, when you go to a concert, are you a stand or a sit guy? Depends on who's there. Okay. It depends. Uh, let me see. For example, I can't really count Kendrick because... It was at an outdoor amphitheater. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been to concerts where I've sit, sat down. Maybe it was R&B. It was a little slower. Mm-hmm. So it's that. And then maybe I stood up for songs that I liked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's okay. what I did. Okay, so yeah, Kanye. Kanye was very much a stand and sit. So when he would do records like FML, I sat down. <laughs> like, <laughs> but when I'm hearing Father Stretch My Hands Part 1 and I'm hearing waves and and you, hear, and you hear fade and you're the only person standing i'm the only oh. person standing i'm bad. still mad about that people are i would have stupid. stood with you i would have stood with you oh i i almost wanted to turn around and be like have you no shame people <laughs> good <laughs> sir pardon me sir like it it was just yeah but yeah it depends on who's performing the environment and then more importantly what song is going on at that particular moment it's gonna be very interesting like to see what 
Jay's going to do for 444. Are we supposed to stand up during 444? <laughs> I like the song, but like it's not a stand up and dance. <laughs> gonna, oh, what are you going to do? You're going to stand up for Bam? He's older. Yeah. Am I going to stand up with what? With For Bam? Oh. No, I'm definitely sitting down for Bam. <laughs> so, down. all right. So, Armand, uh, the notion of fans having expectations of playing older stuff when you're trying to introduce new stuff. Do you ever worry about that when you do a show? No. <laughs> As an artist, <laughs> not really. Actually, I take that back. I'm worried about it with my concert that's coming up September 8th. More information later. Follow me on Twitter at Armand Wake Up. For that. Um, Good plug. Good plug. Thank you. It, um, <laughs> I'm not doing any Kairos records intentionally. Mm. So for most okay. people, I'm open, I open the show with Genesis Revelation and like there's records that are done that people are used to me doing. I'm not doing those records. Um, and so I'm almost wondering if people are going to want them, but I'm kind of banking on being a new artist. And then number two, people, Doc, we have to talk offline because so much, (laughs) but, um, I almost have to rely on, well, maybe this, hopefully this music is so good. I'm confident in it that like, it won't matter. And maybe if I have an hour set, then sure I can do old and new records, but you know, for childish, he kind of has to recognize there are people who jumped on the boat at different times. Some people liked camp. Uh, a lot of people loved because the internet, and then virtually everybody loves Awaken My Love. So, I mean, as an artist, it's kind of what you wanted you want to happen. Um, they have it with Kendrick. Like, there were certain records that he did, and I was like, and under my breath though, because I'm not going to be disrespectful at a concert because I hate those guys. But, you know, all right, I need you to do blah, 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 like do this song, you know, and then if they don't do it, then I'm then I'm upset. Like, oh, Kendrick's show was great, but he didn't do one, two, three, four. Right. You know, it's a it's a personal thing. But as an artist, I get it. I get it. It's it's this is probably the biggest audience that Childish has had thus far. Every album he's grown, which is which as an artist is what you want. Right. But, you know, those those day ones who feel entitled you know, if Lil Brother ever goes on a world tour, we're going to be like, you know, do the Ninth Wonder remix of Nighttime. It was like, we're going to ask for these deep cuts. Doc and I are going to be in a corner with our arms folded. And they're like, no, we're going to do whatever you say. And Ninth's going to play Threat. And he's going to do all these obvious records. And, you know, and Doc R- and I. Marissa and I are reenacting the Fifth and Fashion skit. And, you know. Oh, right. my God. We, we did a little bit yesterday, actually. It's hard not to right. when you're in New York on Fifth Ave. You know, anyway. Um. Come on. Yeah, fifth and fashion. I forgot about fifth and fashion. Fifth and fashion. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that album didn't age well. But I, I like that album. Anyway, um, what were we talking? Oh, right. Uh, expectations. I'm trying to think if there's anything else before we actually talk about. So, I, I mean, oh, so I gotta say, I was I was kind of pleasantly surprised actually. Like I I was I had pretty solid expectations. Um, first of all, it was a longer set than I anticipated. He he was up there for like an hour, t- hour 15, I think. Hour 10 Hour 10? Because there was like a seven minute goodbye where Chappelle came oh, back right, out. Right, and right, like, right, right. it was like a soft goodbye. And now, actually, it was great because they didn't quite know what to do. And they're like, do, where do we put our hands? Right. Kind of like, they, oh, they, we're going to take they, a picture they, for, right. to commemorate. Right. They must have done like, there was a couple multi-part handshakes and, and, and pounds and hugs. And then, but they had to do it again and again. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um... Yeah, so it was like an so hour overall, ten. Overall, how was how was childish is set overall? Well, this is what I was gonna say. Yeah. Um, first of all, it was longer than I, I expected. Secondly, yeah, he can sing. Yeah, like he's getting better. Hmm. 
So he's almost like Mayor Hawthorne himself. <gasps> except, I was going to say that. Except for but... Mayor. I think Mayor's problem was part of the, uh, part of the charm was that he didn't sing well. <laughs> like, right. um, like, so on, on Awaken My Love, right? He's using, or I shouldn't say, he's actually not using any effects, but he's doing things with his voice to make, to try to achieve a desired effect. He's not just singing with his natural voice, right? Um, yeah, he voice pitched up or down or in a way that seemed like in a in studio setting, you can tweak it how you want, but in a live setting, that's not the most ideal. But singing live, he did a good job by maybe giving a nod to the effect, but singing with his real good yeah, voice. Yeah, he just sang with his natural voice and he was hitting high notes and yeah. he was dancing and the dude can dance. And He definitely did a moonwalk at one point. He was very much, uh, Doc always makes fun of me because my go-to move for dancing is like, always twist based it, it just it just <laughs> like chubby happens. checker twist yes and he he had his go-to move that was like sexy hips like he had his sexy <laughs> hips because he just went into it um to, for those who want to create a visual um he had pretty much like a thin white tee with like a not super tight but a form-fitting not super high waist blue denim or kind of blue pant um which and maybe some kind of shiny shoes which is very good for, for dancing and showing off the pointed toe which is often found in the twist but he had very <laughs> sexy hips movements so it was very good very tight and it, but it was he was it all smooth as michael jackson no but that was part of the charm of the slight slight like he kept he had one move like he's doing the dice thing a lot you know what i mean like he he had his move and he kind of went to it and he could tweak out other things. But um, oh, he also, yes. No, I was going to yeah. say, I, I would describe his, like what he's going for is like James Brown meets Michael Jackson yeah. in terms of his like stage maneuvers. He's not there yet, but no. he's, you could tell he is rapidly getting better. And it's amazing because he's not really touring. Like aside from, I think he just did one other show this year. Um, he's not touring or anything, but he, it was almost just like, this is going to sound terrible. I almost just want to be like, all right, so... What is he not good at? <laughs> really? Because, like, he, I was, I couldn't believe, like, I expected he could sing fine. But, like, he was hitting high notes. Like, almost well, that. While dancing. Well, and I was just like, come on, really? No, his live set, I was, so he opened with, I mean, basically the first three or four songs were identical to the opening run of the album. And, you know, that opening song on the album is amazing. Yeah. And that's, he just starts with that. And he's got. Six background singers with um, sort of the, uh, I don't even know what the term is. It's not like quite the mask, but like the... Uh, the headdress. The headdress, thank you. The headdress, like From what is on the cover, cover, on the album cover. So they've got that. He's got rhythm guitar, lead guitar, uh, keyboardist, bass guitar, drum, extra percussion. He's got this full band, huge set. Um, yeah. So... Like he, like it rocked out. I was like, Whoa. So yes. essentially, yeah. it, it sounds like this is what Chance was supposed to do on this last tour. Oh. They're told. Mm, oh, I see mm. the difference between what I mean is what I mean is like Chance showed up with like, for, <laughs> like a C and say, <laughs> oh, and so like some in a in a um in a laser pointer. <laughs> oh, you know what I'm saying like he yeah. had like four people. He had like he had like three different instruments of three different band members as opposed to childish having shoot double that right yeah he had a full i mean the two times we've seen chance he has had the full the full band but yeah, yeah I, I mean this was a totally different, i mean like yeah this was i mean the but it first, was a fairly static stage because there was three of the, the right. chorus singers in the left three on the right i, I had favorites there was <laughs> a main drummer there was a percussionist lady there yep. was the 
the woman keyboardist slash organist. Key, I was gonna say key, double keyboardist slash organist who like had her her hair thrown back and forth. She was thick. She was awesome. Um, so yeah, and they had a bass guitarist and an electric guitarist, and then Gambino could just come out and sing, and he he would move around the stage some, but mostly stay at the center. So it was yeah. a fairly static stage with the chorus singers, you know, doing the claps. I do want to give a shout out to number three in from the right. I saw you that you weren't clapping overhead with all the other girls. <laughs> you were like. I was like, I first thought, oh, is her arm injured? Then I was like, oh, no, someone <laughs> elbowed you, and then you got into it. My favorite was the far left, number two in from the far left. She was feeling it the most, and I just wanted to call that out. That Thank you for feeling it with your headdress on and your white robes on. I just thought that should be appreciated. Hello. Marissa's watching, man. I like to set the scene, and I also appreciate that there was there were so many women represented on stage. Because I was like, okay, there is the one guitarist, and the two or the one drummer, two guitarists, and childish, and then the rest were all women. So I was like, thank you for having eight women to your other ratio. Um, but no, I mean, I thought I thought the music sounded really good live. Um, the it first did. song sounded great. Redbone sounded fantastic. That's what he closed with. Um, he did mostly. It was just the album, but then in the center. He did a set, like almost like a mini set of Sweatpants, 3005. Um, then Sober, uh, Sober was next. Yeah, those three, right? The turnt up songs for the <laughs> basically for the boys in the back. Right, because, you know, the, that album, it's, I mean, it's not like it's all ballads or anything, but it's not, you know, it's not, which I think is what, it's not what, you know, I talked about this when we talked about our, our trip to Eau Claire's, right? This, um there's this generation now, like they just want to like bounce up and like, they just want to turn up, yep. you know? And so I will say, I will say I was a little concerned because when we turned up, we <laughs> on the mezzanine, I could feel the floor like shaking a bit when everyone was they're like bounce. And I'm like, no, no, no. I would be like, no people don't bounce. What if this collapses? I'm very old. Um, I was Radio like, city safety. wasn't built, wasn't built for the turn up. Right. I don't think so. I, I don't, I don't know how much it has been stress test. So, <laughs> But I was enjoying the George Clinton funkadelic groove of it all. Of it all. I do think, um, yes, the first song was Me and Your Mama, the Have Some Love, Boogeyman, Riot, California. People love California. It's so fun. Yeah, people um, did. People absolutely loved when he did California. And I do also want to give a shout out to Boogeyman. That is good on the album, but I even thought it was better live. Yeah. It, it had a little more, not bounce, but it had a little more, no, it had a little more effect in, in, the, with the visual, it was it was really good. He uh, he did a new song. Uh, I think it's called "End of Days." Not quite sure. Um, there was uh, a Stevie Wonder cover in there. Um, uh, he did some like additional lyrics on some songs. Like he did a. It was like thirteen songs, but it was like blown out. Um, it was a full fledged set. Um, I was I was surprised. I mean, yeah. It was. I mean, I I was I thought it was going to be good. I was like, oh wow, I'll be able to hear some of these songs I like off of uh, "A Week of My Love," but. Yeah, the thing that was really interesting, though, is like, you know, to hear it's always interesting when I hear artists play songs that were clearly produced like in a quote unquote traditional hip hop style, meaning like sample based or keyboard based or like you're not using live instrumentation to hear the band then replay that. Right. Like so, you know, to hear even sober, which is a little bit more, you know, which is off of Kawhi, um, or to hear 3005 or sweatpants. And then when you go back and hear them on, like we listened to them in the car on the, uh, you know, on the way back today. And, uh, and I was just like, oh, right. Like his production quality is, 
is sort of gotten better. But the band actually, I thought, did a, a pretty good job of like of of playing those records. And that's I don't know, it's not the hardest thing, but I always kind of look for that because sometimes it really works, and sometimes they go over the top, and it becomes like Kendrick when he was opening for Kanye at um, the Yeezus tour, where it was just like, let's throw some electric guitars in, and you know, it becomes like <laughs> that thing. Um, yeah. but no, I thought his band was really good. I thought he was really good. Um, I was really, I was really pleasant, pleasant surprised. There was a lot of sexy hips. <laughs> so, there, so there's, so it was, it was almost like Childish created the album or he made music that was easy to trans translate to a live tour. I mean, I, I don't he, know if that was the intent. Yeah. I don't think he's torn off or toured off of this at all. Um, yeah, yeah. He's, but, yeah, he's done shows and stuff. Yeah, he's done a couple, but like he didn't, he didn't set out to do like, hey, I'm doing a mega, you know. Um, that's and that's that's an interesting thing for him, right? Like he has so much else that he is trying to do, right? Like I think they're starting to write for season two of Atlanta. He's shooting the Han Solo movie right now. Um, he had a nice beard that he looked like. He kind of looked like Caldo or Lando, Lando Calrissian with right, his big old beard. Right now. Yes, with his little patch beard, and then he's gonna be the voice of Simba. In right and the, <laughs> the lion king remake yeah yeah so he's doing uh, he's do, like it's it, it'll be interesting to see like because i think he i mean just hearing his voice um seeing like you see the beginnings of like what could be a really polished stage set and i i guess what i just want to know is like will he always sort of try to juggle all this stuff or will he eventually like purposely sit out and be like you know what like we're gonna i'm gonna not act or do movies for a year we're gonna have this really polished stage set i'm gonna go out and tour it. we're gonna kill it or and then go back to movies and TVs and sort of switch that way? Or is he always going to be kind of doing a little bit of everything at the same time? Do you know what I mean? Right. Because I think the latter. I think yeah. I don't think he'll quit one thing. I think he'll just try and balance as long as he can. And if it, But if it comes up against family, I think he'll try and choose family, you know, that everything has to be balanced for him. Because, you know, he has personal issues and he and, and concerns. And I, I, think, I respect that. But if he has to choose to cut something, he can't, he can't do everything at once if he ever gets tired. If he realizes how much he's doing, there gotta be a break. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I, I feel like, and I don't know if he. It, it, I guess what I'll really interested to see for him is: is he going to continue to make music like "Awaken My Love" and the new song that we heard was very much in that vein, or is he going to continue to sort of like rap and sort of sing and sort of do a little of everything? Because like in terms of him as a rapper, I feel like I feel like Chance kind of came in and took his lane. Yep. Mm. Um. Sure did. And so. But I think that's actually okay because I like him as a singer more than I do as a rapper. Agreed. Yes. It, it's almost like he he inadvertently stumbled into this like you know not you know kind yeah, of funkadelic kind of well, no what was I gonna say? Um, it's one of those things where like it feels like he um, I don't know man it's like as you as you transition you just find out how limited rap is. Oh. And there's there's other ways that you can express yourself creatively and musically that maybe rap won't let you do. And especially for childish, this opens up an entirely different can of worms where, you know, even his type of persona, just who he is as a person seems to be largely for, for a long time, largely neglected by um, hip hop. Mm. You know, he wasn't really accepted, but because if you look, what are his biggest records? Up until Redbone, what was it? 3005. Is he even rapping on that record? Yeah. And if he is, it's very subtle, but most people know it for the beat and the hook. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very sing-songy or whatever, but he's not like on camp. He was like rapping. That was like peak Lil Wayne era where everybody was rapping like Wayne and early Drake. Yeah. I mean, his, his, 
Right. Cause his early rapping, I mean, and not even that early. I mean, even as, even into because of the internet, it, you know, there's definitely a lot of Drake in there. <laughs> yeah. 100%. But no, I, um, I don't know if I 100% agree that rap is creatively limiting. I, I think, I don't know. I mean, we talked about this in the show, like, la- like last week, right? How like there is, even though it's a totally different skill, like there's a whole other skill that is now important in hip hop in terms of like doing melodies and like hip hop is sort of, you know, it is arriving at its future, but like not in a linear progression. You know what I mean? Like in some ways it's racing ahead, but in some ways it's like falling back or sort of stuttering. Like it, but it is continually evolving. So I don't quite feel that way, but I kind of understand what you mean, right? In the sense of, at least for Childish Gambino, like I, this sort of like genre, like hopping and like on the on this song, it kind of sounds a little D'Angelo-ish. On, D'Angelo-ish. on this song, he kind of sounds like this, but on this song, he's kind of doing this. Like, I don't know. I think for him, like, you know, if he keeps, I mean, maybe maybe he just switches it up. Like maybe this is, okay, this was my week in my, lo- my love period. And now next album, I'm going to do this. You know, I don't know. Right. And th- and that seems to be maybe what rappers are doing more of is just I have an album that sounds like this as opposed to trying to appease everybody with one album. Maybe one album just creates a different sound and then you come back and you do something totally different on the next album. Right. So instead of the, you know, what we grew up on, the, OK, I've got my bounce record. I've got my primo record. I've got my record for the ladies. I've got this record. <laughs> I got to call in Puffy to give me the shiny suit record. Like instead of that, it's. <laughs> You would do like, no, really, like if we had sort of streaming in the era now and Puff had just come out, we'd have, oh, this is my shiny suit EP, right? Yeah, and exactly. Then, but now I'm going to do this limited release thing where it's going to be, you know, nothing but, uh, you know, boom bap primo beats. And then this thing, like you just have all these different, <laughs> these different pockets. I don't want to hear, actually, do I want to hear Puff over boom bap primo? That doesn't sound as terrible. No, I'm good. I'm I mean, good. he had no problem taking uh <laughs> taking ten crack commandments, ten crack commandments for SWV. Oh my God, he sure did. That SWV album was full of like hip hop records. Yeah, is that uh is, is that Can We era? Yeah, yeah. That's um yeah. release intention. Release intention. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else you want to say about uh childish Marissa? Yes, there is something Excellent. I'd love to share with you about Childish. Um, so I think you guys obviously know this, but Childish Gambino got his name from the Wu-Tang name generator. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, and then I, I love that fact. So that made me want to look up my own Wu-Tang name generator today. And I purposely did not share it with Doc. And he got a little sad. <laughs> I was like, no, no, you'll hear it on the show. We'd mm-hmm. already decided to do the show. Um, so do you want to hear my, my Wu-Tang name? Of course. Please. So I got my, my married name generator but I, I was wondering what my my maiden name would be so maiden marissa would be profound professional <laughs> which actually i could put that on a business card um, but, right my wu-tang name generator for now is the shrieking overlord i just <laughs> wanted to put that out there that that's my childish gambino <laughs> wu-tang type name so so it, you know that it's kind of a it's kind of amazing like to you know if you have to explain to somebody, like, Marissa, imagine explaining to your parents the name Childish Gambino. First, you'd have to get them to understand what Wu-Tang is. Then yeah. you'd have to explain <laughs> the idea that we did weird stuff on the internet in the, in the early 2000s. And one of them was a Wu-Tang Clan name generator. Name like, generator. There's a lot of levels to being able to understand why he... And it's amazing that he is stuck with this. Like, he's sticking with Childish Gambino. That's who he is. He's I he's mean, feeling it. What's the reason? What's that? What's the reason? I mean, because he's built it up. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, it. why do we, I mean? Now we're gonna get. Now we're gonna like 
get real deep why, in perspective. Why, why do pick I, any name? No, like, <laughs> why do I still go by Doc? Why do I have two Twitter accounts? I don't know. Like, this is our kind, you know, it's getting kind of confusing. Oh, I'm a true, no. <laughs> right? Armand, you used to go by something else, too. That no one will ever mention, ever. Uh, ah, <laughs> No. Uh, Doc has the tapes. Doc has the tapes, but they'll stay locked up. Yeah. And that can know. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> anything else about about childish childish okay. set that I mean, how did you? I mean, I sort of said, "Oh, it was great," but I mean, you liked it as well, right? No, I did. And I would be perfectly honest that, um, so I mentioned I have diabetes and I had a high blood sugar that kind of crept up during the comedy show. Um, and then there was about a 25 minute intermission between uh, Chappelle and Gambino starting where I was totally nodding off. And I, I've been very honest with you that I feel old and I would literally like did the thing my parents do that I pride myself on not doing that. I was kind of nodding my head. And then at one point went, and I, I, I caught myself sleeping um in the intermission but then once childish gambino on he gave me life he woke me up he started off good with the you know the with the awaken my love first song so i literally will say yes it was a very enjoyable show he he had energy he gave life it was good um it was great live some songs don't translate live but he was able to you know change his the studio voice to live possible voice and i greatly appreciate it so i i agree with you doc that it was a very good show that i'm glad we went to and i feel like we totally got our money's worth of like four comedians and childish gambino yeah, and yeah. i got to see hannibal burris which thank you and there was something terrible that he did with a keurig machine <laughs> on video and it was amazing and i loved it so much yeah honestly it, i mean so the first comedian went on at like what 805 yeah 805 after the um the hype up man and it's then, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I, hey, he was, he was, he, he kept it going. Um, and then, yeah, so to the Gambino didn't go on until 1035. There's about 25 minutes. So Chappelle went on around like till 1010. Yeah. So, so yeah, there's about four I mean, over, comedians. In overall, it was like three forty three hours and 45 minutes. But we didn't, we didn't walk out of there till 1145. Like, yeah, I've, that isn't, that isn't like, that is a packed show. Mm hmm. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously we had a good time because we wanted to, uh, we wanted to jump on this and, and recap it with you. Um, Marissa, anything While else it's you fresh. want to say? Um, no, the streets have spoken. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Armand, uh, you had mentioned the, uh, you, you plugged your show, uh, because I don't know the next time we'll record and how this goes. People might not have that much time. They might not. So um, where can people find out more about this show? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Armand Wake Up, A R M O N D Wake Up. Um, that has a, that's got all the information. Um, the flyer, actually, by the time this episode comes out, the flyer will be available. Um, uh, it's called the Even If I Lose Experience. I'm performing essentially the entire album that isn't out yet. The release date hasn't been announced, but um, if you come out to the show September 8th, you'll hear all these songs, brand new, first time, all of that. Um, if you are not in the Columbus, Ohio area, you can watch it online. I'm in the process of working out those logistics right now. But um, the uh, the Facebook event page has the link to buy the tickets early, et cetera, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. Should be really, really dope. I'm excited. Um, no opening, no openers, nothing, just me. So this is a huge step. And yeah, this should, it should be super dope. I'm, I'm really looking forward to debuting this uh this new music man. So, so september 8th so that means 
so first of all, what time is it at, on September 8th? Uh, doors open at seven. I'll probably, I'm not going to tell y'all when I get there, <laughs> when I get on stage, but get there at seven. I was going to say, so in other words, you, you can't Don't stroll like, in at nine. No, no, no. And the be show like, be over at nine. right. And, and be like, okay. So two people I've never heard of just went on. So now I get no. Don't don't be yeah, too no. cool. Show up. Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. Actually, that's a good point. I'm actually going to when I get done with this, I'm going to create another video to post on social media, and that will be the topic of it. Why they need to show up early. <laughs> there you go. Anything else we need to talk about this week? Nah, I know we need to talk about the Jay Z Rap Radar interview, but this this episode went on kind of long. Um, but. I'm assuming by the time we record again, part two will be out. And that's what I'm hoping for. And we could talk about one and two because I definitely have thoughts. Like I listened to about five minutes of it and I was regretting that I wasn't sitting there taking notes. So (laughs) here we go. Ah. (laughs) Don't groan. Uh, All right, doc. (laughs) (laughs) Next time on clock radio speakers, doc gets on his soapbox. No, Uh. (laughs) with notes. (laughs) <laughs> with notes <laughs> all right thank you everybody uh for listening uh thank you marissa for joining us thank you armand for yes. taking time on your sunday i appreciate it i know this was last minute um but uh otherwise we wouldn't have an episode this week so uh thank you everybody uh clock uh fourth district.com follow us on twitter follow us on facebook follow us on instagram we are nowhere else and that's it <laughs>